Just like, uh, like, you, like you devastate a city or you cream, or you cream a multitude of people. I mean, it's just like, like you put all the off offensive players in one bag and I just take a baseball bat and beat on the bag. So each time he came over there, I tried to tear his damn head off. Let's play some football! Let's play some football! The pressure is on. This is Off the Edge on Tide 100.9. Focus on what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Think about that. Don't think about how you feel, how tired you are, how hot it is. You got to put yourself on the field when you're playing football. It's my honor to present the national championship trophy to Coach Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. To me, this is the ultimate team. All these guys bought into everything they needed to do to be the best players that they could be. There's more togetherness on this team than almost any team that we've ever had. And they had to overcome and persevere so much adversity through this season. And they've done it magnificently. And I'm so proud of this group for what they've been able to accomplish in going undefeated and winning the national championship. Streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and the Tide 100.9 app. Here is your host of Off the Edge, Jacob Harrison. Hello there, good morning, welcome in to Off the Edge Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Jacob Harrison hanging out with you, digital managing editor of Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Joe Gaither across from me, he's the brand manager of Tide 100.9. Mason Woods and Will, intern Will, hanging out with us. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to do our best to keep you entertained and talk some some Alabama Crimson Tide sports as well as what's going on in the sporting world in general. Where I want to start today is with scheduling. I think Joe in Dothan called in to Joe in Tuscaloosa while he was covering for Gary a little while, uh, a little bit ago. And they were talking about more specifically Greg Sankey and his role as a commissioner to be 
I don't know, a disciplinarian to a degree. I, I think uh, what Joe is looking for, what what Joe and Dothan is looking for, is Roger Goodell out of Greg Sankey. Uh, but what I'm looking for out of Greg Sankey is to do what I think his real job is. Because I don't like it when 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 Roger Goodell plays executioner. He's not very good at it. I, I don't I don't think Greg Sankey should have to do the same either. Should he be the guy to keep his conference in check? Yes. Uh, but I do see some 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 fallacies in the idea as well. What he's supposed to do, though, is what you said, Joe. Bring money to the conference. And I, I dare anybody to look at the other conferences and say that there's another commissioner <laughs> doing better than Greg Sankey at that. He just brought it. He just stole the Big 12's only two good teams, right? And if you look at the Big 12, they're falling apart. They lost Texas and Oklahoma and said, oh, no, let's go get Cincinnati. When Cincinnati, <laughs> is, you know, let's go get Cincinnati and UCF, the two best group of five programs of the past 10 years. But even UCF has seen a dip, and Cincinnati just lost its whole team, right? They're not going to be the same Cincinnati for the next three years, right? Look at the Pac-12, how, how ludicrous their payroll is. I mean, the fact that the Pac-12 network completely, Waste. Complete waste. It's useless. Nobody can watch it. Nobody wants to watch it. And it's it's just a complete and total waste. They've put too many good games on it that, again, nobody could see. It was nothing but an avenue to complain about. The Pac-12 has done horrendous in, in every respect. The Big Ten, they led the charge to shut down college football <laughs> during the pandemic. They led the charge. And they had to backpedal off of it. And and hypo- hypocritically as well. I mean, the, the things that came out of their commissioner's mouth when all that happened. I don't, I've never even heard of the ACC's commissioner. And and the problem with them is still to the fact that that, pro- that conference has seen some of the most historical powerhouses in programs like Pitt and Florida State and Miami and North Carolina. They're all in the crapper right now. They're not quality programs. They have been held up by Clemson to be seen as a true Power 5 conference, but the fact of the matter remains, once Clemson went down, the ACC had nothing, and especially since it can't convince Notre Dame to legitimately join its conference <laughs> as a as a full-time representative. Look at the fact, yes, that's my quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Look at the fact that Notre Dame's Athletic director is basically a pseudo commissioner and has just as much say when it comes to these playoff expansions, these NIL things and all this sort of stuff. Why would he join a conference, right? Ryan Fowler's had the conversation many, many times. Why is Alabama even bothering with the SEC? We don't need the SEC. Well, there's a lot that goes goes into that as far as the finances and all that sort of stuff. It works for Notre Dame. It doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody else. But still, you kind of take a step back. What is... The, the one thing that, that Greg Sankey should be worried about right now, it's not whether Musselman is running around without a shirt, which, by the way, Mason and I were joking during that conversation. That's something Nate Oates would totally do. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I can see it now. Nate Oates pops the shirt off. He runs out to midcourt, drops it to two knees, and mm. just screams to the heavens. I can no. totally see Nate Oates doing it. He's that. giving the fist pump, and, and, and you, we remember the get the bleep out of here LSU. Right. And that's where I have made the argument for, since 
since really that that year, that if Nate Oates was anywhere else in this conference, we'd hate his guts. Oh, yes. We would hate him. We wouldn't adore his... That dang Yankee came into, coming to the SEC. Right. I mean, like, With his analytics. We would abhor <laughs> him. Now, there's plenty of Alabama fans that already abhor him. And they're because, not smart. Because of the analytics, they're not the way smart. this past season went. And I agree with you. They are not... Uh, they're not smart. Unwise. They're not They're not critically thinking about the situation and the fact of what 2020, what, 2020 was not just a, you know, wasn't a one-hit wonder season. There's plenty of flashes from last season, including wins over three Final Four programs from the season before that were all quality programs throughout the season. There's plenty to, to love about that basketball team. But what is Greg Sankey actually dealing with right now? other than the Jimbo Fisher-Nick Saban thing that has been put to bed, the attitudes of coaches. I don't think that's necessarily his job. I, I, I Again, when that came up, I said, well, why don't we say anything about Satterfield coming after Nick Saban? Why don't we say anything about, uh, I, I think it was uh, Cincinnati's coach said something about tampering when Maryland and uh, Missouri were getting into it, or excuse me, not Maryland, uh, Boston College and Maryland, uh, uh, Boston College and Missouri, those two schools, when they were getting into it about where to play their game, like nobody, nobody was calling for the, you know, hey, y'all settle down and get in a corner and and stay away from each other for five seconds. Like I talk to my kids every day. Like that's not, that's not what we need, right? We're in the age of social media where, where these coaches can honestly say whatever they want to. And if they say something bizarre, guess what? The news cycle is going to rotate so fast that you're going to forget about it in two days. All the stuff with Jack Del Rio, it's stupid. He's an idiot for opening his mouth. He, he's an idiot for opening his mouth. And, and a couple of knocks on the respect meter for Ron Rivera for not getting his subordinate to shut the hell up. But... The news cycle is going to rotate in just a couple of days, and we're going to get into the heat of OTAs. Jack Del Rio is going to be quiet for a couple of months. Everybody's going to forget that he said anything, right? That's the age that we live in. It's going to move on. What we're not going to forget, what the news cycle can't just undo, is the schedule. Mm. And what we're currently... Having some conversation about, especially with the fact that Greg Sankey did his job and brought more money to the conference by going and getting Texas and Oklahoma. Hook them. The SEC has, has to figure out a new scheduling format. And that means programs like Vanderbilt and Missouri, if they can't get, it off, can't get off the ground, and Mississippi State, if they can't stay off the ground, and many, many others are... are Kentucky. I wouldn't put Kentucky there. <laughs> Jeff, we know you're on hold. Uh, we we know that they're going to have to suffer a little bit for it. Vanderbilt, I don't I don't know that they'll ever beat Oklahoma or Texas as long as they're in the SEC together. You know, I don't know if Missouri can do it. I don't know if Mississippi State can do it. Uh, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. A couple of teams are going to have to go down the totem pole. Now, I would put Kentucky on that. You, you are going to have to go down the totem pole at least one slot, depending on who you are, right? Because Oklahoma is going to be in the top four of the SEC as, as far as a national spotlight, the way people, the optics of them. I'm not saying they're going to run the SEC when they get here. Missouri did that for two years, and technically, by getting to the SEC title. Uh, 
But then they fell into the obscurity that they were destined for, right? But AM has kind of stayed up top, right? There's there's a pecking order in terms of respect and notoriety, objectivity from from a national perspective. When you change that schedule, those teams are gonna have to be okay with an extra loss. Those teams are gonna have to be okay with nine extra losses, most likely, if we got to a nine game conference schedule, which you absolutely need. But there's more to it than just the fact that the SEC has to has to do it. Because nope. when we look at the SEC for what they are, the fact of the matter is, is first of all, like Josh Pate says, Alabama can't play itself. It's, <laughs> it's one thing to, to say to Georgia and Alabama, hey, your schedules are soft. And I've said Alabama's 2022 schedule is soft. But they can't play themselves. And it's not their fault that they're not on the rotation this year. As I've said many, many other times, the things that I would like to fix about college football aren't about bringing those programs down. It's about bringing the other programs up. And we can see from time to time that a program like Tennessee, a program like Kentucky, maybe a program like South Carolina this year, a program like Ole Miss, it can metaphorically pull itself up by its bootstraps and become a serious contender. Look at Arkansas, man. They have been terrible. Terrible for years. Sam Pittman comes in there. He gets a quarterback in KJ Jefferson, who is dynamic. Your guy, Traylon Burks, asthma and all, man. They got the job done. As far as a rebuild, as far as getting on the right track goes. You want Greg Sankey to do his job. Greg Sankey's got to bring revenue in. A good way to bring in more revenue especially now that the SEC is getting off of CBS and going to ESPN, you need to have excellent matchups. You need to make sure that Alabama is playing Oklahoma, Texas, Auburn, LSU, Georgia, Florida, as often as possible. But, Jacob, it's going to be hard. We won't get to a bowl game. Maybe my champion won't get in the playoff. That's the lamest excuse, first off. But the first, but the, oh, man. It's going to be hard. My schedule's going to be hard. But but here's the other thing that a lot of people are are also open to, and I'm open to. I didn't think I was open to it because I like the structure of divisions. I like the idea of winning your division. You win your division. We'll meet in Atlanta. But I also really, really like the idea of the two top teams in the SEC going at it. That's what it needs to be. And if it's a rematch, so be it. If Alabama and Auburn got to play each other two weeks in a row, so be it. Those are the two best teams. Bring them on, Barners. What what inevitably happens in that conversation, though, is if Alabama loses the Iron Bowl and wins the SEC championship in that scenario, (laughs) you didn't win the most important game. You won the last game. You know, it's very similar, you know, but it happens in the NFL, right? It happens in the NFL. The Cleveland Browns lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the last week of a season a couple of years ago, got to the playoffs, beat the hell out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right? Isn't that what happened to the uh, Patriots' undefeated season? Well, beat the, beat the Giants, uh, you know, in a exactly. relatively close game in week 16 or week 17, whatever it was at that time, and then uh, lost in the Super Bowl a couple weeks, uh, about you know a month later. Yeah, won the last game. You won the game that... That gives you a title. Because being undefeated doesn't really matter for anything until you get to the championship. That's an argument that'll come up, but it's easily debunked. It's easily dealt with. And again, the news cycle cycles. 
You but win, Jake, you if win we the SEC, all, you go to the playoffs. We scheduled all these home and homes for t- in the next ten years. Burn them. We've got Ohio State and Notre Dame on the schedule. Burn them. Either burn them or figure it out. Play them. I mean, because here's the thing. I compare college football and the NFL too often. I know that. But let's run down the slate of what week one, technically week zero, looks like in college football. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Nevada at New Mexico State. Ugh. Austin P at Western Kentucky. <laughs> Northwestern at Nebraska. Ugh. That's a Big Ten matchup, and nobody cares. Because Nebraska is terrible, not Northwestern. Sorry, Lars. Idaho State at UNLV. Oh, my God. UConn at Utah State. Mm. Utah State's going to play a game before they play Alabama, and it's against arguably the worst FBS program in the country. Wyoming at Illinois. Yay. The Fighting Kendalls. (laughs) DeKent's at Florida State. Who? I think it's a school in Pennsylvania. It's an FCS program. Charlotte at Florida Atlantic. Mm. Florida A&M at North Carolina. Mm. North Texas at UTEP. Vanderbilt at Hawaii. How stinking boring is that week? Hey, Rambo Warriors, don't count them out now. Now, look, I had to, to go back on some of my articles a couple of weeks ago, and I remember one I wrote before the 2020 season. It was, I think it was right after week zero. Talking about football is football. We love football for what it is. Any one of us, and I'm going to hype up week zero when it gets here, any one of us could turn on any of these games. Maybe that North Texas at UTEP game is going to be fun. Maybe that Vanderbilt at Hawaii game is going to be fun. Obviously, we're going to maybe want to watch Utah State and UConn just to get a feel for, hey, is Utah State even competent? get to see former Alabama offensive lineman Dane Shore in action, too. Exactly. Northwestern at Nebraska, it is a Big Ten matchup. Can Nebraska figure this thing out? So, we, so You see a couple former Alabama guys there. Yeah. So you can spin it if you want to for it to be enjoyable. Football is football. We love football for what it is. Some of these games will be entertaining based off of the, the fact that their talent is similar, such as Nevada at New Mexico State. Let's look at how the NFL is going to start its season. This week, just isn't fair. Week one, September 8th, Thursday, 8.20 p.m., what's, what the Super Bowl could have and honestly should have been the Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams. That's content. That's content. That's how you feed your audience. That's how you get them to buy in. It's why the NFL and its shield, and despite all its problems and all the hell that we gave it yesterday for Deshaun Watson – that's why it is the most lucrative business in the world. Honestly. Why as far as entertainment goes. It's why it's got it figured out. Is it Greg Sankey's job to fix week one, week zero of college football? No. But he can do his part, and I think he's willing to do so, and I think he will, in anticipation for Oklahoma and Texas joining this conference, to create a schedule that is much more entertaining to create a schedule that is better because what Greg Sankey also has, it's not a Joe and Dothan. This is the one thing I 100% disagree with you about. Greg Sankey does not lack a backbone. Greg Sankey has the utmost confidence in his program that no matter what the college football playoff ever does, the sec, the sec title game is a play in game for him. The winner of that game. It doesn't matter if it's 50 years from now, the winner of that game goes to the college football playoff. 
it is set in stone. He knows that. And he uses that as a bargaining chip. And he knows that if the college football playoff gets bigger, that just means more SEC teams will get in. He sees a world where three of his programs can play in a college football playoff if there are 12 teams in it. Let me ask you, though, while you're talking scheduling, uh, we've heard a lot of, like, uh, they met at SEC spring meetings and and everybody's kind of – they took a poll, apparently. Oh, do you want to play eight games or nine games? And how do you want it to be? Do you want three of three locked-in opponents or one locked-in opponent? Or this, that, you want pod systems? Um, Shouldn't Greg Sankey just say, I'm the commissioner and this is how it's going to be? No, I don't think so. I, <clears throat> You can. Because because he, he needs exactly what you're arguing, to fight for the good of the league. Well, Vanderbilt, uh, well, Missouri, they're, they're, they're all voting for eight games. South Carolina, they're voting for eight games. And... You know, what else are they voting for? It, the structure of that eight games really kind of doesn't really matter. But, like, they're voting. They're, oh, we're thinking about our bowl game. We're thinking about a hard schedule. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And everybody, you know, when you when you talk about permanent opponents, everybody's submitting where we want Vanderbilt as our permanent opponent. Like, don't you just need to say you get to your backbone, backbone argument, hey, man, we're doing what's best for our league. We're playing nine games. And sure, give me your give me your submissions for your permanent opponents, but and I might take them into consideration. Uh, but you know what, Georgia, you play in Florida every year. You know what, Alabama, you're playing at Auburn every year. Like you're locked into those games. At Texas, Oklahoma, you're locked into those games. Yeah. Well, I think I think you can use that power. But again, I think even when Roger Goodell wanted to move to 17 games, he still took the pulse of the players how they would feel about that because the NFL is grueling, right? I mean, it, it's 16 straight weeks, not straight, you do get a bye week, of being in car accidents. Ooh. You know? I mean, it, it's it's an insane thing what they put their bodies through, and it's no different for college football, really, uh, especially high-tier college football. And even then, if you play low-tier, you're off, You're likely to play in Alabama or Georgia <laughs> so that you can have a program to go back home yeah. to, and they're going to beat your face in. You're going to be in a car accident, and it's going to feel like two or three car accidents because you're not physically prepared for such an event. Mm-hmm. Should Greg Sankey push those things, heavily influence the fact that this is what's best for the league? And if you think it's not, it's because you're being selfish? Yeah, I think you should. Should you just do it unbridled and go mad with power? You should go mad with power. It's boring if you don't. But, no, I don't. I I mean, be reasonable. Be a part of the SEC. Don't just hover over the SEC and demand of it. What you what you will? Because what we should do is ten games, well, like the twenty twenty season. Ten games. Yeah. You get your two cream puffs if you want to in between that, but play ten games. Ten cool. You have ten quality games, and the league is oh my gosh, so no, healthy. The only thing that bothers me about ten games is what you said. You're gonna you're, those other two games are gonna be cream puffs. No, they're gonna be it's, terrible, and it and it completely voids out the possibility for uh for cross conference play. And the fact that so it sucks in for you, world, South Carolina. Your your main rivals, Clemson, looks like you, you're looking for one other cream puff. <laughs> but in that world, we lose Alabama versus Michigan to start the season. We lose Alabama versus Florida State this year. We don't get Pittsburgh versus West Virginia, which is a big rivalry that's being backyard brawl. You know, renewed in that space. Now that is the only game of Week One, by the way, on Thursday, Week One, the the, the legitimate start of the season that is even remotely interesting. You also get Penn State and Purdue. But you lose that. What I'm talking about here, if for Greg Sankey to do his job, is to create something that is entertaining. So on week one, yeah, Alabama versus Georgia. 
Alabama versus Florida, Alabama versus Texas, Alabama versus Oklahoma. Hell, Alabama versus Spencer Rattler in the South Carolina Gamecocks would sell a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, anything is better than Alabama versus Utah State. Anything is better. That would be Greg Sankey doing his job. And once Greg Sankey continues to, to do his job better than any other commissioner in college football, either everybody else is going to need to realize they need to play catch-up if they want to make the kind of money that is made in the SEC mm-hmm. because all the best players come here and not just for NIL deals. I'm glad I made it 24 minutes into the show before I said NIL. <laughs> Those commissioners need to play catch-up at that point. Or the NCAA gets off its ass and decides to make this something more than what it currently is. Is college football great? Of course it is. Of course it is. We love all the pageantry. I just said football is football, and there will be games in week zero. There will be games on Thursday, September 1, the legitimate start of college football season that we're going to find entertaining. Because of our thirst, our dehydration, our, our starvation for this sport that, honestly, the USFL can't satiate. But that doesn't mean it can't be improved. Because instead of playing Ball State on Thursday, September 1st, Tennessee, you could play Auburn. You could play Ole Miss. You could play Oklahoma. You could play Texas. You could play Georgia, Florida, South Carolina. Come on. There's better opportunities out there. And if the NCAA really wanted to do its job and take the power of scheduling beyond conference games away from the schools, keep the contracts you got. I think that's a good idea. Alabama, they actually have some really, really good non-conference games coming up. Take that power away from them once those contracts are out, though. Take that power away from them. And handle week one. Handle non-conference weeks. And make them make sense. Make them be something that people want to tune into. Make sure that there's a national game every day that you play football that somebody wants to see. Thursday, September 1st, you got Pittsburgh and West Virginia. Is that going to sell the whole nation? Because if it's not, put something on that will. You've got 130 teams. And the vast majority of them are worth watching. You've got options. Use them. We'll take a break. Come back. Continue the conversation here on Off the Edge. If you want to join it, you are more than welcome to. 205-342-9904. I'm Jacob Harrison. That's Joe Gaither, Mason Woods, Nathan Reed, intern Will as well. We'll be right back. After this, on Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny. A few spots could see a shower or a thunderstorm this afternoon or early tonight. The high today, 88. The low tonight, 63. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with a few showers likely. Maybe a strong thunderstorm. The high at 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa. We aren't going anywhere. Off the Edge is available in the podcast center on Tide100.9.com.
Back here on Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Jacob Harrison here hanging out with you. Joe Gaither across from me. Mason Woods, intern Will and Nathan hanging out with us as well. We got movies in the park this Saturday. We're going to watch Finding Nemo at sundown. It's Government Plaza. It's completely free. Uh, so bring out a, a picnic basket. Bring out a cooler. Just don't bring any alcohol. You know, lawn chairs, the works. Come out and enjoy a free event. Everything else is really, really expensive right now. So uh, take advantage of something that's free and fun. And, I mean, you know, it's not like we're, we're giving you bad movies here. I mean, we're giving you state-of-the-art here. Finding just Nemo. keep swimming. Just keep yeah. swimming. Just remember to be there. Just, just And remember where Government Plaza is, you know. Uh, if you need the address and to repeat it over and over again, if you're not getting my Finding Nemo jokes here, I just I can't help you. You'll have to watch the movie so that you can uh, so that you can get them. Uh, let's head out to the phone line and welcome in Jeff. What's going on today, buddy? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Well, you, you know what's amazing is that the basketball's already figured out. They already know how many games they're going to play. They figured out the tournament, and everything. It takes football six years to figure it out. That's what's amazing. Yeah. They've already figured out it's either 16, it's either out of the men. They're either playing like 16 or 18. They're playing so many. I can't remember it's one or two home and away and the rest of them. They've already figured out what the tournament's going to be like and everything. They know what, I mean, all 16 teams are going to play in it. Because I know some of the men's coaches that they want to play Saturday instead of Sunday. Because Sankey's a stubborn. He won't change it. But that, that's what they want to do. Is it Sankey or is it, the, is it CBS? No, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I mean, it's both of them. I guess I don't know. But they, but, they, but Calipari has been wanting to do it for years, play on Saturday. Because on Sunday, the Big Ten, the SEC's on once they play. Yeah, but the CBS loves that. See, they, I don't care what CBS wants them to face off. Hey, we'll man, the they're, the the they're the ones paying the money. They're the ones paying the money. I don't care. Well, we've we got enough money. Bro, let me tell you something. You, uh, you, uh, 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 be, be through with what you got. I mean, what, 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 when's enough enough? Be through with what you have. Don't be wanting more. That's your problem. That's why we bring in Oklahoma and Texas. That's what you, well, I, mean, I don't tell them, to, tell them to go to California. I don't give a damn what to do. Texas. Come on. You better I hope they, what, what they do. They're, they're keeping Kentucky hooking, alive right now. I bet Texas hooking last night when Oklahoma beat their ass in softball, <laughs> 16 to 1. I bet they're hitting hooks. Hook that damn horn back to the damn Austin. Tell them to get their ass back there. Boomer! Nice. Going to whip that ass and win another national championship. That, that's what, yeah. what, what do you do whatever you want to? I, I know y'all for the SEC. That's why I get tired of it. Go SEC. That's what I love. There's no SEC teams in softball. And my dream scenario would be all five of them get eliminated this weekend in baseball. I have a college one series at the SEC. That's going to be my dream scenario. There you Especially go. with Tennessee getting eliminated. If I, I can't have it, nobody can have it. I like you. You dang right. Oh well, that's right. Oh well. But I, I, I was, I was going to get to my, I was going to get to my uh, song here, but, but uh, I, I, I guess I can say that. But it, that's what's amazing to me is basketball's already figured out, and football takes them six years to. That's yeah. what's amazing to me. No, you're right about that. Though. That's what's what's amazing. It took them 45 minutes in a conference room, all the basketball coaches figure that out. That's that's what you know. But I, I, I know people don't care about basketball except in election day. Why? Nobody else cares about it. I can tell you that. I mean, we do. We know that. So eight big banners and, and fifty SEC titles and all the rest, and and, and mustard and relish and all the rest, like cheap seats. But how I much y'all paying Calipari first? for that one national championship? What's that now? How much are you paying John Calipari for that one that, national that's fine. championship? We got seven more. Are we paying Rupp one four and Patino one one. Great. Rupp, Rupp's been cold in the grave forever, and Patino's well, a pariah. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. He got an arena named after him. What are y'all? What are y'all going? What are y'all going to yeah, name y'all? Uh, uh, Wimp Sanders Arena. 
What y'all going to do, Wednesday? Uh, at least we're not parading around a rapist. What's that now? Uh, at least we're not parading around someone who has a se- who has sex in a restaurant. <laughs> Look up Rick Pitino, <laughs> my guy. Who's that Calipari? Look at Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino's well, a shady Pitino, man. But Pitino's been retired, and he Pitino said when he left the Celtics, he said that's the biggest mistake he ever made. He should have stayed in Kentucky anyway. He never should have left the state NBA. So I mean, that's his deal. I wonder how much that, Kentucky was covering up for Rick Pitino during the, during their time. Nobody was covering up for him. We, oh, okay. I mean, I, that's bull crap. You're, you're yeah. just jealous because of the championships we got. Oh. You're just jealous we got eight banners. And y'all still Isn't green the color of jealousy? I'm green right now. <laughs> y'all might have a women's team. Let's see if, let's see if Kyra Elsie can, can beat her. What's her name? What's the Alabama's coach one-on-one? Uh, Kyra Elsie probably beat her 20 to nothing. Wouldn't even be nobody. What, what's her name? Curry? Christy is Curry. Curry's, is that Bill Curry's daughter? I don't know. Might be Bill Curry's daughter. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it might be her daughter. She sure as heck don't know about no basketball. I can tell you that. All right. Sure as heck don't. What's your song, Jeff? Well, I got this one. It, it, it goes to it goes to two. Y'all know the song "Cheap Seats" by Alabama. Sing it for me. Okay, here's it's copyrighted, verse, so you got to sing it. Here's the verse. First of it, Knoxville's not big. I think it's small. It's in the middle of Fort Knox. They say our program's in the minor leagues, but at least it's double A. The fans sit below the JD man above the football goalpost. They do the wave all by themselves. Hey, aren't the referees blind in Knoxville? The end. We like our adult beverage, flat ass can be. We like our dogs with mustard and range balls. We got a new head coach. What's his name? Well, we can't even spell or pronounce it. We don't worry about this ECEs much. We just like to fire coaches who win that is. There's nothing like the view from Trashy Neeland. Trashy Neeland. <laughs> and then the second verse goes, the game was close. We'll call it a win. Just like the Music City Bowl again. That Big Ten team, that Big Ten team is backing down. Hey, they got a kind of NFL sound. They're not that bad. They're just great. Mr. Roman Purdue knows the ways of the interstate. Tennessee wants a football team. The fans wanted to attempt to play. They wouldn't have it any other way. And, and, and now someone in K-Town called up old what's-his-name. But he didn't answer the call. Suddenly, we're all grown up, and that old team still can't compete. I'll never miss the East Tennessee town in the middle of, in the middle of nowhere. No-name coaches. Never heard of their players with mustard and range balls and all the rest. We like our adult beverage, flat-ass can be. Them hot dogs with mustard and range balls. We got a new head coach. What's his name? We can't even spell or pronounce it. There's nothing like the view from Trashy Neeland. And that's what it was, a Tennessee trash game. Ole Miss in Tennessee. The Tennessee trash, when they threw that trash, and then they stole mustard balls from the concession stand. We put on the hot dogs. The Tennessee fans stole the mustard balls. left it up the stands and threw them out. When the fourth one threw them out, they, st- they had a story that two, three days later said they stole them from the concession stands. They're so damn cheap, it can't even bring mustard packets in. So damn cheap. Y'all have a good day. See y'all. You the man, Jeff. Jeff. That was incredible. <laughs> he saved it. Oh, my God, that was good. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we just shouldn't be parading Rick Patino. No, I, I agree. Uh, but hey, the, <laughs> how long did it take him to write that? <laughs> it sounds like it was actual. Was Mason playing it? I the, the the back the 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 instrumental he be, it was basically a parody, so he took this song and rewrote the lyrics okay. to, for the Tennessee Old Biscuit. Well, well Jeff, bravo! That, no, that was incredible. Bravo! <laughs> well done. Well done, Jeff. I'm proud of you.
I thought Joe was going to get under his skin a bit with those Kentucky comments. I was. Did you, I, could you not tell? I think he did get under his skin a little bit. Uh, he called me jealous. <laughs> Man, I don't care about Kentucky. Great job. You, you you brought in a mercenary in John Calipari, paid him millions of dollars, and you won one national championship so far. Great. Awesome. You got to have results is the name of the game. But he was right about one thing. And it's the fact that basketball has yeah, has figured sure. out like their structure. You know why? Because Greg Sankey told him what it was going to be. There you go. I mean, that's a that's a total guess, but basically, I bet you it was either it was it was either obviously consensus from the group. They said, "Hey, what do you want it to be?" And everybody said it was either obviously consensus or he said or Greg Sankey said, "Here's what it's here's what I got." Anybody disagree? Huh? No, no. Well. Huh? Here's the thing with basketball, though, and this is where everybody always comes in and says, well, you, you can't really compare what happens in the NCAA tournament with the college football playoff and so on and so forth. They are different sports. It is a lot easier to fall off the wagon in basketball and eventually find your way back on the wagon. It, and it's a lot easier to, to climb to the top of the mountain altogether. And look at Alabama, what they did in 2020. You know, it. It doesn't take much, but it also it doesn't take much to fall off either because just a couple of years ago, Georgia had one of the best players in the, the league, and now they're the worst team in the in, in, in the SEC and still managed to find a way to beat Alabama. But, uh, you know, there's a little bit of ebb and flow there. Hey, Nick, that's what parody is. Mm. Now, you can kind of go back to, you know, before the show started, Joe and I were, were kind of joking about the Oklahoma game, the Women's College World Series, about how Oklahoma is mean, just absolutely decimated. Boomer! But that's because parity doesn't truly exist all the way up and down in most of these sports. Now, I think basketball has figured out a good formula to allow it to have elite teams, but those elite teams don't always win the national championship. And that probably rubs some, certain people the wrong way, especially people that think uh, college football, we're here to get the best champion. I think that's the silliest it's the silliest optic you can have about college football. Was what, the New York Giants that we talked about earlier, are they less lesser Super Bowl champions than the Patriots would have been had they won it? No. No, they're not. They are Super Bowl 42 champions. It's the end of the discussion. So to, to have that kind of settled out, this is what our structure is. This is what this is going to look like. And it will be good for the sport and the program. Understand that, yeah, sometimes you're not going to like the way this is structured. And sometimes you're going to love it. And it depends on how good you are. Remember what Jimbo said a couple of weeks ago? It's real easy to be on top when you've got all the, the amenities. Well, you have to earn the amenities. Nick earned all the amenities. Therefore, that, that shot that was fired from Jimbo really kind of just landed at his feet. You got to earn that stuff. But the structure has to be such that you're able to earn that, no matter who you are, no matter where you're at and what you're doing. You earn the right to have quality players. You earn the right to be able to be a quality program and win a lot of games, bring in a lot of money for yourself and for your conference. It all works. It's why it's, it's, why it's a league. It's all working towards the same goal of producing revenue and content, but also just... For the sake of competitiveness, create something that allows there to be more equal competition. I digress.
We'll take a break and come back, continue the conversation here on Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Serving Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny, a few spots could see a shower or a thunderstorm this afternoon or early tonight. The high today, 88, the low tonight, 63. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with a few showers likely, maybe a strong thunderstorm, the high at 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Off the Edge on Tide 100.9. Back here on Off the Edge, tied 100.9. That was a good one. Mason's pulling up metal that I don't even know. He's doing a good job. It's this Will. It's all Will. came out on June 3rd. So, like, it's brand new. Who is this? Am- Amon Amarth. Oh, Am- oh okay. Amon yeah. Amarth. Amon Amarth, yeah. Get in the ring. Viking metal. Oh, Pretty yeah. Cool. No, I'm really enjoying good. it. Yeah. No, I, I would have come across that song eventually because I usually check out their new stuff. It's good stuff. Viking metal. Yeah. <laughs> Their music videos are insane, too, by the way. I'm uh, fully ready to just, like, go berserker mode right now. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I like Joe's suggestion, though. Can we give all the credit to Will? He looks like a metalhead, right? <laughs> you know what Will's main specialty is, what he told me when he came in to interview? I think he said it was fighting, right? UFC and, and boxing and combat sports. Wow. All right. I, uh... I enjoy watching those things. I don't enjoy paying to watch them, so I tend not to. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> watching things, I, I have golf on right now. Uh, yes, I, I didn't turn it on. Joe left it on on this computer, but it, it is it is on. This live golf thing. You you guys have been talking about it a lot, and I got to say, it is from somebody who oh Phil doesn't watch golf at all. And the only time I've ever talked about golf was one time where Tiger missed a putt on this screen in the, in the, in the studio, uh, where, and you could just feel the emotion of knowing he should have had it, right? And it, it, it's painful. Like, that's the one thing I'll give golf. Man, they've got that <laughs> in the bag. That is emotion. Are you seeing Phil's next putt? <laughs> I am. And I love your description of him. <laughs> He looks like a Grand, Grand Theft Auto gangster, a bad guy on Grand Theft Auto. He's leaning <gasps> into, he's leaning into, well, the PGA and, you know, America already thinks I'm a bad guy. Well, yeah. I am. I mean, this is much more than a five o'clock shadow, by the way. <laughs> yes. And, and I mean, the spray tan, it, it's, it's serious here. Those sunglasses are something else as well. When they pay you $200 million just to show up, you got to spend it on something. Right. And, and that's where, you know, you kind of start, uh, how kind of the Saudis, as you put it earlier, to to put the, this is my favorite sentence. That has been put. It's such a bizarre thing, a bizarre string of words to say out loud. Uh, but the the fact of the matter being that 
if you're these guys, if you're the most sought-after golfers in the world, you're being given this kind of money, you really kind of can't blame them, right? And a lot of people go, oh, it's blood money. It's the Saudis. It's, you can't work with them. And, like, newsflash, this is about money. The WWE goes out to Saudi Arabia once a year. Ring of Honor, right? No, no. What is it called? Crown Jewel. Yeah, it's called Crown Jewel. Usually. One time it was the greatest Royal Rumble or something or other. Uh, but they go out there once a year just for fat paychecks. And, like, their their female wrestlers are usually marginalized in the process. They're in the middle of this, you know, women's revolution or whatever. Uh, but... and. But when they go out there and they have them wrestle and, and you know, they're they're completely covered, which is completely opposite of what they usually perform, uh, then they're like, oh, this is championing and we're making progress. And, like, they're able to spin the optics however they want to because they're businesses with good PR firms and lawyers. And it's all about money. You know, the, the amount of money that the WWE gets from that kind of thing. Mm. So the amount of money that these golfers are getting, psh- we were talking earlier, you know, the fact that, that Tiger turned down a billion dollars. And you're like, who turns down a billion dollars? And I think it was Mason said something, like, if you have a billion dollars, you turn that down, mm-hmm. right? At some point, you've got enough money. And I said, that's how rational people think. You think Jeff Bezos is going to turn down another billion dollars? Like, come, come on. Jeffrey Bezos. There you go. I mean. It's it's the next dollar. That's what it's about. Like, is Tom Brady gonna turn down another chance to win a Super Bowl? No, it's about the next one. It's about the next dollar, the next opportunity to get whatever it is that you're chasing. And I can't blame the dudes for for going after the money. That may might the money stink a little bit, maybe a little bit. It all spends the same though. And that's the optics that they have to kind of put on it. And the fact of the matter is, honestly. I don't watch golf, but I, I, I see it from time to time on here, and I hear other people talk about it a lot, and I'm watching this right now. And while there are certain things about it that are slightly amateur, you know, slightly not well thought out, uh, such as the fact that everybody on the leaderboard is, hype, is is abbreviated down to just four letters of their name, I have no idea who some of these dudes are, except for PMIC, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> but there's somebody... Swinging a club every five seconds. There's somebody making an effort to, to on the course. There's something going on at all times. This team thing. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a particularly bad idea. I've been in here watching this broadcast all morning, and there has been almost zero wasted time. Exactly. They just threw up like a thirty sec, a forty five second graphic or whatever to explain how the pot is split. But the rest is, they went back, and somebody immediately drove. Like, come on. that That's entertainment. That's how you bring a sport. Hey, baseball, are you taking notes? Oh, God. That's how you bring a sport that has a lot of downtime and make it not have downtime. NASCAR does teams, right? And it works in its favor because you know these guys are working with and against each other. It's a it's a smart, smart move. And for the PGA last night to suspend <laughs> 17 golfers. You're not breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with you. At the end of the day, you're still single. <laughs> you're still going home alone. 
and the house is empty <laughs> and you ain't got no answers on what to do next good luck Mickelson's about to drive the hell out of this ball why am I invested in this I've been to Top Golf once. Smack! That's going to do it for us on Off the Edge today. Big thanks to intern Will, Nathan, Mason Woods, Joe Gaither. I'm Jacob Harrison. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. For more Off the Edge, the Jay Parker Show is coming up next here on Tide 100.9. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.